Welcome to Girls Who Read Porn. Please be advised that this podcast contains mature content for mature audiences. The title might have given that away though. We would also advise you triple check the trigger warnings of each book prior to the episode. And if it's not for you, we'll see you next week. Each episode includes major spoilers, so make sure you read the book and don't say we didn't warn you. With all that in mind, on with the show. Welcome back everybody to another episode of Girls Who Read Porn. I am with the usual team, which would be Ola. Yo, yo, yo. And G. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> how is We're everybody We're already doing? laughing at ourselves. That's how yeah. funny we find ourselves. Yeah. Oh, We're just so fucking funny. That's why we have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> we like, yeah, because we like the sound of our own voices. Yeah, totally. I actually other I started listening to the podcast because you know you're meant to listen to it if you're on it. <laughs> yeah. G. <laughs> um, I was like, I don't really hate my voice anymore because I've heard it so fucking much now that I'm just like, whatever. Because I hated my voice before when I would hear it. I was like really upset. I was Isn't really it? upset. People hating their voices about how acculated my accent has become to the New Zealand accent. Mm, yeah, you your just accent sound like is very monotone weak. Mary. <laughs> yeah, it's because I'm it's because I'm a combination of all the countries I've lived in. Just you fucking wait. When I go back to the UK over Christmas, I'll come back and you'll be like, "Please stop talking." <laughs> I don't know if we need to wait till Christmas. <laughs> it gets worse when I'm around like my actual family, oh, really? like in the town I grew up in. I like go straight back into being like really northern. I love that oh, though. Man. Maybe oh, no one will be to... able to differentiate Betty and G then because a lot of people yeah. have messaged being like, can't tell between them. My voice is so different to Betty's. I think it's yeah. the accent. The accent, yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to meet Northern Betty. Chav Betty. <laughs> Chav. <laughs> it's like... Chavy B. I was, talking yeah. to, I was talking to Liam about it because he already can't understand me when I speak to my parents because obviously you kind of revert back when you speak to your family. Hundo. And I was like, oh, man, like, we're just not going to be able to communicate for a couple months when I get home. I do yeah. that when I speak to my parents too, but, like, I do the whole changing English words into a Polish accent. So I'll say something <laughs> in Polish. I'll be like, um, whatever, I'll say something, and then I'll be like, you know, next week. <laughs> <laughs> or like when we're, t- um, I'll be like, my mom will be like, do you want to go shopping? And I'll be like, no, tak, yeah, shopping. <laughs> like instead of shopping, which was a whole bunch of stuff in Polish that nobody will understand. But to all the Polish people, hey, my Polish is terrible. Welcome. Fair Lovely. enough. How yeah. is everybody? good yeah i say like i haven't like we literally saw each other yesterday yeah but we yeah. really like each other yeah we and live so in we each talk other's space all day every day yeah i know that's actually true all the messages probably more than all of my other friends combined yeah well i have a lot to say <laughs> don't we about know. administration <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of administrative tasks that need to be done how do you think the fucking podcast runs 
it takes a lot of effort. People wouldn't know that. People would no. just think, oh, look at these fucking idiots getting on a podcast talking yeah. shit about a book. <laughs> a week. They just get together and they talk shit about stuff that they don't know. But little do they know, those other 19, 20 hours a week are just me messaging Jay being yeah. like, oi. It takes, it takes a lot of work to appear this lazy. It does. <laughs> I don't think I'm a lazy person. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna put myself in that group. I don't know. We do just sit back and drool on shit for a really long time. Yeah. Me. All of us collectively. Oh, I thought you, you said I drool on shit. What am I drooling on? Drool. Smutty. Oh, drool. <laughs> Can't even understand you now. What's gonna happen in January? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So this week. We are doing the Dark and Dirty Sinners MC book by Serena. How would you say? Ackroyd. Ackroyd, that's it. And the first Nyx. book in this, yeah, the first book in the series is called Nyx. And Ola actually suggested this book on my behalf because I was struggling to find a proper filthy. Tell them what happened? Okay. <laughs> so when we like film the podcast i record the podcast we try and like include like one of every single trope you know so we get like a wide range of coverage and we hadn't done an mc book yet and mc is like up my alley mc is in motorcycle club and i was like okay i'll have a look through goodreads and i'll find the most popular um, motorcycle club book at the moment which happened to be lessons in corruption by gina darling gianna Gianna. darling sorry and I started reading the book and I was like, oh, it's okay. Like, he's not as, like, filthy as I want him to be. He's not, like, enough of a dirtbag for me to, like, feel like he'd be in a motorcycle group. But I was like, I'll stick with it. Maybe it'll get more, like, edgy. And then about 100 pages in, you fucking find out he's 18 years old and he's sleeping with his 26-year-old English uh, teacher and I just put it down I couldn't do it anymore there's was, nothing wrong with that Betty can't though. do it but it's if Betty can't do the high schoolers thing she can't yeah if it. he was in college then like one year older why could, then it would have why changed could, everything no, for I, no why couldn't he just have been like 22 like a mature student at university like why did they have to make yeah. him 18 and also my problem my problem was is like the entire 100 pages of the book she was constantly going on about how awful it was to be groomed into this like relationship with an older man and then she does the fucking same thing and it just annoyed me so much that i just couldn't read the book i've and read I'm... a few books in that series and i remember thinking that it is not for everyone because they are quite interesting tropes in each one i think there's one book where his dad because now i remember what books they were because i had no mm. idea his dad the 18 year old um was part of a shooting where there was like a four-year-old girl there who got shot and he like saved her life. And then 20 years later, he ends up marrying her and he was like 40 at the time of the shooting. See? What is it with, I, I don't, there's like my one. See, I can get on, I can get on board with that. I don't like reverse age gap where the woman is older than the guy, but I love classic age gap with a man is like <laughs> so that's much that's, older than the woman that says so much about you it does. Yeah, i agree with you g i did recently read a really good reverse age gap though but the ages were like 28 and 40 or something so they were like oh, yeah. good ages um and it was a single mom 
trophy, and I think it's called the Wild One. And it was quite good. It's the, new. It's in the Marlon Brando as well. I need to find out who it is, but it was quite good. I love I love the movie The Wild Ones. It's got nothing to do with that. Oh, disappointing. I think his surname was Wild. No, oh. it wasn't. I'm just anyway. making shit up now. Anyway, I'm gonna get into the ratings and then I'll give you my synopsis and pre warning for the synopsis, it's gonna be shit. So this is becoming like your book. trope, Biddy. What what can I say? This book, okay, this book is is part of a, a long series, and it's we've like just read them out, isn't it? Yeah, and we've just read the first one, and obviously because it's part of a series, the first one delves into a lot of like world and character building more than it does plot. So I can give I'm, some plot because I've read majority of this series. Yeah, don't spoil it. Stuff. Yeah, okay. we haven't read it yet, dude. Shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Fuck. There is- I will viciously defend myself against spoilers if I'm planning on fucking reading the rest. And I am definitely planning on reading the rest of these ones. Yeah, I part of the reason it. I didn't even read Harry Potter is because by the time that I got to um, my interest in Harry Potter, everything had already been fucking spoiled through Facebook. Mm. So I know exactly what happens. Are we going to review or what? Like live. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like forgot what we were doing there. All right, give it every fucking episode. We end up talking about Harry Potter. <laughs> it's an issue. It's a problem. Anyway, rate the book, team. Just rate it based on Nick's alone, Ola, not on the rest of them. Um, I don't know, like a four. Like it does what it needs to do. I think it's a really good MC. Mm-hmm. Like it's a solid MC. I wouldn't give it a five because you know. Conji. Um yeah, I I wanna give it I wanna give it like a 3.75. Fair enough. Like yeah, very like specific. not quite a it is very specific, but it's not quite a three and a half. But it's not quite a four, but yeah, I feel like I agree it, with it you. would turn into a four or even like a four and a half once I'd read them all. Because then you've got so much more content, you know, you've got a lot more to go off. But I loved like I loved the characters. But it was, it was just like the plot and then there were a couple of little things that weren't a hundred for me. So yeah, that's me. Yeah, I'm sitting about a four as well. There's just like something missing in the book. That's because like you some... haven't read the whole thing yet. Though. No, no, no. It was I like despite it. it was like despite the plot. You you'll see when we get into our least favourite parts where there's like a couple things that I was like, meh. Yeah. About the book. Mm-hmm. But it's a good book. And it's I a really, great book. I really enjoyed it and I it's appreciate all the suggesting one book that I've I actually gonna... liked. I want to fuck off. I wanted to suggest actually um, Gemma Weir's MC series, which we spoke to her about because that the one's Saint really Augustus good one. as well. No, no Echo. I just Creek. It's actually quite good, and it it's ends really up good. Linking with, um, it ends up linking with Saint Augustus as well through the spin-off of the MC, which is called Scions and something. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it's just called the Scions. The Scions. Is it Scions or Scions? I always get it wrong. Scions. Yeah, so the Scions ends up linking through to St. Augustus, but her MC series is very good. If you like MC. I'm a sucker for an MC book. Well, Well, they are filthy fucking assholes in that one, so I think you'd like it. Well, because I just finished reading a couple books in the Hades Hangman series by Tilly Cole, which is why I was on an MC 
thing for this episode. Yeah, it's really good. We got to do it next season. We will. Anyway, synopsis. Sorry, I divulge. Um, so the book opens with the motorcycle gang, which is called the Satan Sinners. And they're currently at their clubhouse and they're having a party. And this book follows one of the gang members whose name is Nix. And he's the enforcer of the gang, which basically means that he's in charge of protecting all of the gang members. And if they were ever to go to war, it would be his responsibility to organize that kind of um, army, army of MC. Um, so Nix is currently celebrating because he has a tragic ba- uh, backstory, which you don't know at that point, but to soothe his inner demons, as he says, he needs to go out and kind of kill pedophiles. He's a vigilante. He's a vigilante bad guy. <clears throat> and during the party, Nix gets a feeling, oh, he kind of sees like cars pulling up to the clubhouse and he goes out to investigate and it turns out that one of the gang members dog um his wife had left him a few years back and took the kids with her but unfortunately his wife had passed away and the kids had now returned to the clubhouse because they have nowhere else to go and in this car is our lead female which is julia and she's there with her brothers and so nix invites him into the clubhouse and he just tells him you know, just stay here for the night and we'll deal with you all in the morning. Um, so in the morning, they decide that the brothers, because they are related to Nix, can now become prospects of the gang and work their way up. But because Julia is a woman, she is Related to Julia, the... not to Nix. Yeah. Related to Dog. What did I say? Related to Nix. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and then, uh, so yeah, so Julia's brothers have become prospects within the gang because they're related to Dog. But because Julia is a woman, she can't be in the gang. And there's two roles that women can fulfill in the gang traditionally. Just bear in mind that this book is like super misogynistic, but it's like of it's like in context, so like you understand it. But basically, a woman can either become a biker's old lady, which means that they're like married and they're exclusive, or they not can exactly become... exclusive. I don't know if I would use that term. Well, she's exclusive to him. Should I yes. say? <laughs> Whatever the bikers do is up to them, but ba- like if you fulfill the role of an old lady, you can basically only be with said biker. Um, and then there's another role which they call in this book sweet bu- uh, sweet butts, and like every biker would have a different term for what these women fulfill. But basically, they are like the on-call sex workers, cleaners, and cooks um, in exchange for board at the clubhouse. And they consensually fulfill this role. Like, they want to be there. I should make that clear. And they enjoy their role within the within the gang. Um, but because Julia has some internalized misogyny against the sweet butts, uh, because her dad was a bit of a man whore, which is what led her mom to leave the clubhouse, she refuses to have anything to do with the sweet butts. And she also, at this point in time, can't be a biker's old lady because she doesn't know anybody. So she offers and she doesn't want to be either. Like no, like, not no, at the time. I don't want to turn into my she mother. She wants to move to New York. Yeah. yeah. She's got bigger dreams for herself than the club. But Julia offers an alternative. Yeah. <laughs> How did those dreams go to bed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once you meet Dick, all your dreams just disappear. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Um, Julia offers an alternative. She says, like, I'm a really good cook. You don't get fed very well, so why don't you hire me as, like, your personal club chef? And they do do that, and she spends her time working. Um, the main character trait of Julia is that, like, she's an hard-ass. Like, she grew up in the club, she doesn't take shit from anybody, and she's not, like, the regular woman that you would see at the club where she listens to all the men. And this is something that, like, draws Nick's attention, because Nick's is used to everybody being terrified of him and nobody ever telling him no but Julia very quickly puts him in his place and he likes that about her and he doesn't understand why he likes it about her but he just knows that he like can't not be around her um but the entire time there's a lot of inner dialogue and monologue from both the characters of that Julia under no circumstances, will be spending the rest of her life at the club, and Nyx believes that he's too damaged to ever take on an old lady. Um, but even though they're feeling these things, they kind of there's a lot of flirting, there's a lot of spending time together. Flirting is an interesting term for what they were doing. It's very argumentative flirting. Yeah, it's yeah. like a bickering <laughs> on crack. Yeah, but that's but what got them off. Cause, yeah, yeah, because they're both so like damaged. Yeah, I do that with Josh. Like, we don't really flirt. We just kind of tell each other off. Sexy. <laughs> and we like it. <laughs> it becomes a love language. I mean, yeah, for us it is. For a yeah. while, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, we enjoy it. Like, that. yeah. It works, and it works yeah. with them. So um, there's a lot of, yeah, a lot of bickering, a lot of going back and forth, a lot of them arguing and spending time with each other. Um, there's like a key moment within their bickering where Julia gets confronted by like the sweet butts and she like pretty much beats them up to put them in their place and Nyx is like that's my girl (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm missing out a lot of context because it's not really relevant to the plot it's more like the character development so like yeah they have this connection they spend a lot of time in each other's spaces they don't want to be in each other's spaces but they kind of have this forced proximity of living together and being around each other all the time and then the leader of the gang the president rex um he tells the council that they need another way to launder money because they're receiving too much money and they don't have any way to launder it so they're going to open up four new businesses and it's a responsibility of the council to take on those businesses and at first, Nix says he's going to take on the diner so he can um, make Julia a chef there. But Julia says there is no way in hell that she will be cooking any longer than that she has to. And that she will, if she has to, take on the bar. And um, Nix agrees to this, uh, to Julia's dismay. And we learn that within, if you are a woman within the gang and you're not, directly associated to a man you need some sort of like protector or controller within the gang and Nyx takes on that responsibility for Julia so every time that she goes to the bar Nyx will be there watching out for her so they go to the bar oh wait before that should I say they get ready to go to the bar and um as Julia is going outside to meet Nyx one of the gang members who's currently sleeping with a sweet butt grabs her arm and tries to invite her into the situation and she finds that disgusting so she goes and has a shower um but they're running late so Nyx confronts her in the shower which leads to a very sexy sex scene between (laughs) them where they sleep together for the first time and 
And then after they sleep together, they end up going to the town to check out the bar. And when they get there, Nyx realizes that like a rival gang has turned up unannounced. Well, they're like, they're going to be in cahoots, but they didn't yeah, tell them beavers that they were coming. from Canada. They're not beavers, they're no, wolves. I thought they were the beavers. The what are they? The wolves. Like the rabid wolves Why or something. Why the fuck did I think they were beavers? <laughs> Why did you think they were beavers? <laughs> I don't know. Who in their right fucking mind goes, I'm going to start a fucking motorcycle club and I'm going to call it the Beavers. I don't know. I was (laughs) laughing at myself. I was laughing to myself about it for like a good hour afterwards. (laughs) Did you read the book? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Normally, please continue. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Nick's. Turns up in the town with uh, Julia, realizes that the wolves are there outside the garage that they're opening unannounced, and this kind of froze him. So he just leaves Julia at the bar, uh, which he was meant to be helping set up, and leaves Julia to do all the work, and then leaves without telling her, forcing her to get a taxi home that night. And this just like pisses her off to no end. Um, so they stop talking to each other, and she kind of stays away from him, but of course, because again they have that forced proximity of her working in the bar and him having to watch over her um nix is starting to realize he has feelings for julia but refuses to admit it but then also is quite protective over her while she's working at the bar like gets quite frustrated when people hit on her like gets really annoyed when the other bartenders get too close to her on this particular night there is a group of uh rich men celebrating their bachelor party one of them is unnamed in the book he's just called the blonde haired boy he comes on to julia a bit strong uh, so julia doesn't want to go and clean the table nick seeing this steps in and clears the table and then tells him that he thinks it's time for them to leave the bar the blonde guy doesn't accept this and kind of steps up a bit but when he looks at nix realizes that he's not going to win this fight and as he goes to leave he turns to Julia and calls her a biker slut, which then leads Nix to bashing his head into the bar, knocking him out, and the other guys drag him away. And because Julia is like so overwhelmed by Nix protecting her, she thinks it's the sexiest thing in the world. She completely breaks her like anger, like avoidance against him, and they fuck in the back of the bar. <laughs> and he decides that she's there's something different about her and he's gonna like spend the night in her bed and they kind of continue to do that where he's spending his nights with her instead of any of the sweet butts um then nix is expected to go on a run which means like to go and drop off drugs at the border to hand over to the wolves to the beavers so So on this on this particular night um he leaves sin responsible for looking after julius and being another gang member and julia sends home the other staff early because she realizes that they're looking a bit tired so she's the last person in the bar and then sin takes it upon himself to walk over to the strip club next door leaving julia alone in the bar the blonde guy that had previously stepped up to nicks he comes back and there's a very difficult scene to read where he pretty much like he sexually, sexually assaults her, and um, leaving her battered and bruised. Um, and then a mystery character that we isn't revealed in the book saves her by stabbing him, and she steals his phone and um, changes steals, the password. 
She stole the guy's phone that attacked her, not the person who saved her. I didn't say yeah. that. A guy comes oh, in, saves her, like and she we don't steals know his who phone. That's okay, what you whatever. said. <laughs> in my head, it makes sense. Read the fucking book. You'll get it. Um, <laughs> Just read the book. There's no point with Benny's fucking synopsis. I'm doing so good. Shut you up. You are doing very well. You are. I'm so actually good, very Thank you. Um, yeah, Julia steals the blonde guy's phone, changes the password, and calls the police and pockets the phone. Um, Nix hears about this, um, drives to the hospital, finds Julia beaten and bloodied in a hospital bed, and then that kind of switches something in his head that, you know, he should have been there to protect her and he will do everything in his power from then on to protect her. They, um, the police come and investigate her. They kind of find out that the guy that was trying to kill her is a Lancaster, which is a very prominent family within the town. And he has been doing some dodgy stuff that nobody really knows about. So the police are trying to protect him by kind of pinning this attack on Julia. And a lawyer comes in, stops all this, and they end up going home. Um, while they're in bed together... I love Rachel the lawyer. Just saying for further books, she's so fucking good. She's <laughs> such a hard ass. Sorry. So yeah, when they get home... Um, Julia and Nix are kind of an item, but they like haven't made it official yet. So while they're lying in bed together, Julia kind of says to him like what was on the phone, like because she hasn't seen it yet, and he doesn't want to tell her. But basically, Lancaster has two women that he's locked up somewhere, and it's the gangs have the gang has taken it on the responsibility to find and protect those women. Um. And then we kind of move to the next scene where Nix is like professing his love for Julia the way that gangs do, which is by getting their names tattooed on each other. And Nix gets Julia's name like tattooed on his neck. And in my head, it's in that really trashy, like swirly cursive font. Yeah, dude. That bogan cursive. And all I could think was, like, what a dream. (laughs) (laughs) And the next book is about language. Wait, I haven't finished yet. Oh, you haven't. Give I was just going to say, so that it can lead up, but please continue. I Man. didn't realise that there was more. Misinterrupting? Yeah. Oh, finish on the worst. We finish on the worst cliffhanger ever. The whole fucking anyway. book is a cliffhanger. Just let me get to it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so they get each other's names tattooed on each other and they come back to the bar, like to the clubhouse, sorry, and they announce that they're an item and everybody's like, woo-woo. And then we flick to a scene where they're in bed with each other and we're about to get a smart scene and then the book fucking ends with Rex yeah. saying that they've knocking on the door saying that they've found the women. And then it ends. And it ends. I want to mention as well that Julia just lies to everyone about the man that saved her. So like she tells everyone, even Nix, that she killed Lancaster. Like she just yeah. keeps it. Like Rex is the we only don't know one that's kind of suspicious about it. He's like suspicious about it, yeah. Because he's like, how did she like do that when she was so hurt? Like the angle or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And that's a book. I also, um, we should start a gang and call it the Beavers. No. <laughs> the criminal like a female free. Should we change the yeah, podcast criminal? name? To no, the we're, gonna be, we're, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna be a non-criminal gang. Criminal. Terrible. 
The next book is really good. It's about Link and Lancaster's sister. So it's definitely, Ooh, yeah. Spicy. And it's, it is not that spicy. Link is the one who likes the butt stuff. Yeah. He is. So He's you have the filthiest guy him. with a chick who there isn't much smut in it. Ah. Yeah. That's fine. It's still a really good story. No, no, no. There's a good reason for it. When you read it, you're like, you don't really want it. But like, it's okay. the way that they, the it's the slowest burn. I'm pretty sure the smut for them starts in like book four or five. Oh, this book was quite a slow burn. It took yeah. about 200 pages before it you. It was a lot of tension. Lots, a lot tension. of that arguing, eh? Yeah. A lot of arguing. <clears throat> okay. Tame. Favorite parts. Who wants to start? anybody i'll start go on Jay. i'll start i i think that my favorite part of the book is that i think nyx might be my new favorite book boyfriend oh yeah what yeah. a hottie i liked his vibe i liked his character building you know i liked that he was kind of terrifying yeah all of it got me so that was my favorite part of the book was nyx my favorite part of the book i think is the scene where she walks in and wants a kitchen aid oh yeah she just like fucks them all up she's like i need a kitchen aid like now and just give it to me and they were like you can't be here and she's like i don't give a fuck i need a kitchen aid like it was the most (laughs) bizarre thing and it just i don't know it just hit right i feel like right in the middle of like a council meeting like not even any of the other bikers are allowed and then she just storms in yeah and i thought that that was really cool i really i need a fucking mixer (laughs) that's my favorite part of the book i think it's I think my favorite part of the book was how somewhat accurate it was to like the biker lifestyle and that it wasn't like sugar-coated and that these mm-hmm. men were like assholes like they're criminals they're dickheads like they mm-hmm. do shitty things and it was just like they didn't try and like cover that up they were just like yeah they fuck on the pool table what's it gonna be <laughs> yeah they nice. and, the, and the building was really good yeah, they yeah. pop out, what's it called? Pool, pool balls. balls. Out of her ass. Oh, yeah. That was like a Thai kind of sex show. Yeah. In New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I also like, because like, like, she's from New Jersey and she's I think she's described as being like part Italian and her name Julia is spelled like G-U-I-L-I-A. So yeah. that, like when I first read it, I was like, I think it makes the whole book better knowing that they're arguing in like really uh, Jersey accents. (laughs) (laughs) Thinking of of Jersey Shore. Yeah, that's all I could think of when they were arguing was like a proper proper jersey accent stop no. sam oh no what's his name she's sam what's his stop ronnie stop it have you seen that stop it ronnie i fucking love that when they made a compilation of sam just telling ronnie to stop it <laughs> fucking love jersey shop least favorite parts least favorite do you, do you want me to start again yeah you can do I, my least favorite part was 
Jewel, the way that Julia thought about the sweet buds. That was my least yeah, favorite. Yeah, the misogyny part. was, was rough. The word, the, the term slut and whore was applied to almost every other woman in the book, aside from Julia, her mother, and like some one of the other like old ladies or something. Like well, they were, um... she was literally so defensive the whole time and just terrible and just the like the representation of the sweet butts in the book was like they kind of until the very end it took like, yeah they kind of recover in the end where like julia realizes yeah. that she's got a lot of internalized misogyny from her mother yeah but it's still I just, it's still very it just didn't sit right yeah. you know like it was rough I had a problem with the way that the word bitch was thrown around. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was a big problem for me. I was like, like, we get it. It's a lot. Just stop. Mm -hmm. It was just like a lot, wasn't it? Yeah. The words were used a lot. I didn't really like how she could get away with um, knocking out one of the sweet butts teeth and everyone was like, well, they're sweet butts. They deserve it. And I was like. Yeah. And she's like, it's not my fault she moved her head when I was trying to hit her head on the counter. And it's like, well, there are different ways to deal with things without being violent. Yeah. Yeah. I just hate it when women don't with other women. It's not a good look. That is fair. I agree with all of those points. Mm. But my least favourite part was the fucking obsession about how big Nix's dick was. Yeah, that was. Really? I was going to bring that up in the sex scene, to be honest. Oh my god, it was so fucking annoying. It's like every sex scene, it's like, I don't know if I'm going to fit. I've I never like been that. able to get it into a woman before. And it's like, oh, for fuck, <laughs> just shut up. I'm going to tell you how I found out about this book. How? how? I was on Bang Book Club. Love Bang Book Club. Shout out. And somebody put up a post for looking for will it fit, uh, it'll fit trope. Uh, the it will fit trope. So like when a guy yeah. will say to her, it will fit. And that's how this book came up. Oh, it oh, just annoyed the shit out of me. It was so, I was like, just get fucking to it. I'm so sick of like, oh no, like I'll have to put it in slowly because I'll hurt you. And I'm like an expert on women's it. vaginas because I know I what mine can do. In, um, I actually I didn't liked mind that. that in, the, um, in the actual scenes themselves, because the way that the author like described like the combination of like pleasure, pain, and just getting like super overwhelmed with the sensation because his dick was just so fucking big. And he had all the, he had like the Jacob's Ladder, two yeah. frenulum piercings. Like, so good. It was fine at first. It was like fine in the first scene. Now I was like, no, it's just getting a bit tedious. No, I love the will it fit trope. I'm not like a huge fan. <laughs> I love like, it. Fucking give me big dicks every day, just not in real life. My favorite sex scene was just the initial description of Nix's dick. That <laughs> <laughs> was my favorite sex scene. <laughs> Jacob's ladder. Just saying, the hardware. Like, yeah, the hardware. Oh my god! Oh my god. I actually just so fucking the Terminator. Me. Oh my god! <laughs> but oh my god. she's like, I quite like having a cervix or something like that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I don't think um, I have a favorite sex scene. You don't? Did you no. like the sex scenes like overall? They're okay. They weren't like the best sex scenes I've ever like read. I don't know. Mm. There was just something about like the tedious nature of like 
him being like, oh, my dick's so big. It's so hard to have such a big dick. That I was like, oh, suck it up. Oh, it's like every inner monologue was like, it's a curse having a dick this big. You wouldn't know how hard it is. Be. It fucking would be. Dead sad. Y'all just suck it up. I don't need to hear about it. Did you have a favorite sex scene, Olin? I liked all of them, but I think like the one that stands out to me is when he shows her the STD paper. Oh yeah, to say that he's clean. Oh, yeah, I yay. thought that was really cute. I was like, oh, yeah. they're building trust and love, yeah. and you know, I love that. I'm all about the mushy <laughs> shit. Sometimes the depends how part mushy. In the entire book, for me, was just that he got it, got her name tattooed on his neck. Nice. I literally, yeah, as soon as I read the hinged, as soon as I read that in the book, I like messaged Liam and I was like, "Would you get my name tattooed in your neck in that like shitty, like did. tacky font?" And he was like, "Absolutely." And I was like, "Amazing." That's my one dream. I can actually now. imagine Liam doing that though. I know. Yeah, you actually like shouldn't suggest. You shouldn't that. suggest shit I like want that it because so he's badly. holy fuck. No. He would do <laughs> that. Bob. It's so tacky, but I love it so much. I'm like, yeah, put my fucking name on your neck. But then you would be like, ooh, now I have to be seen in public with this guy with this No, I want to be seen in public. No, she'd I'm lick like, it. Oh, no. She'd go out in public uh. and she'd fucking lick it. She'd be There's like, nothing... look at my tattoo, bitches. There's nothing I love more than a tacky tattoo. Yeah, Give me those. Shocking. Josh has got the tackiest tattoo, which he got done not long ago when he was drunk. And it is what of is a that? wave and like a Jesus fish underneath it, but it's poorly proportioned. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, why did you do Like, oh my God, the arguing that went on. And it went on for weeks. Like, whenever I look at it, I just get so feral. I'm like, you can't show me that because I'm going to end up knocking you the fuck out. Like, it made me so angry. Oh, tattoos are like my weak spot. Like, I... I, You have a lot of tattoos. I do have a lot of tattoos. I have none. My plan in life is to just slowly convince Liam to get more and more tattoos until he's completely covered and he becomes my perfect man one of my exes doesn't he Mm -hmm. one of my exes had this crazy back tattoo which went from their neck down to their ass and it was just a japanese like tiger coming out of their back with like a huge forest of like bamboo and shit it was fucking epic it was all colored and stuff he was like tattooed from his toes up to his fucking neck that's what i want yeah, That's I what I want so badly in life. I want to look like that myself, but professionally, I'd never find a job again. <laughs> so I'm you just want to have tattoos from your neck down to your toes? Yeah, I'm getting there. I don't think that would suit you that much, though. Yeah, not my fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more like it's not my problem. It is your problem. <laughs> it actually is 100% it. your problem, Biddy. <laughs> I think I'd look sick. I'm getting there. I like the tattoos that you have now. They're nice. Thanks. I'm. I want more. I'd like to be one of those people where like everything that is covered normally by clothes is like filled with a tattoo, and then like maybe you have like a few visible, and then you like put on a bikini or something, and someone's like, "Whoa, where did you get all those tattoos from?" Yeah. Definitely an MC bitch. This one. My entire family's covered in tattoos. Like, no, I believe just, that. I've seen some photos of your uncles <laughs> they have all the shitty tattoos i'm actually pretty sure one of my like uncles MC. i'm pretty sure one of my uncles actually has his wife's name tattooed in that shitty swirly font on his nice. neck 
That's fucking... And then they have, like, all their kids, like, on their ribs or something. I'm, no, he has his... I think he has his kids on his chest. Yep, he has his kids on him, though, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, it's just true love. Like, what's more what's more true love than being branded? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even going <laughs> that there, doesn't, hey? I feel like there's something else. Like, yeah, there's a lot more. <laughs> nothing quite springs to mind, but, yeah. I feel like... Getting branding yourself is like fifty percent. Oh, and he's so branded. All I can think of is his favorite hue cow. Oh, what were they brand them? Yeah, they that's actually... all I can think yeah. about when we, whenever we've said branded. Oh, yeah. Wait, can I go? Can I tell you guys how I woke up this morning? Is this going to be another? <laughs> my I've got a hole in my tights, and they look no, the same as like, my tights this was, because this my was legs quite funny. This was okay, quite go on. Funny. I woke up to my partner walking in the room and saying wake up and I went good morning and he just went you'll be happy to know my dick is in the top 15th percentile for size <laughs> and I was like what and I was like, so that's why you rearrange my insides every time we have sex and then I was like hang on like what did you use to measure it and I had been sewing yesterday and this dickhead oh, no. took my measuring tape from my sewing kit and what measured his morning fuck? wood with it and then came in and told me about it. So no, wait, he wait. measured his morning wood? Yeah. No, that's not percentile. It's got to be, it can't be hard when you measure it. No, it has to be hard. I'm pretty sure there's two categories, one for flaccid and one for hard, in case you're Okay, well, that was in hard. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I know way too much about somebody that I see on a daily basis now. <laughs> yeah you do <laughs> I didn't think about that I feel like I've told you before though I've been like yeah Dan's got a big dick I don't know we don't talk about our partners in a sexual way because we have to look at them in the face that's true we do spend like a lot of time all around each other's partners yeah the only well, other time you... you've well, ever told me about we're <laughs> a little bit far for that the only other time we've, you've ever shared a story with me was when you were walking really badly and through town. I was like, are you okay? And you're like, yeah, my back really hurts. I was like bent into a pretzel. Last <laughs> <time>. <laughs> I put out my back. You know, I was like, I really need to like, I'm not young anymore. I'm not flexible. I need to start doing yoga. No, but that's true. There are some positions where I'm like, Josh, maybe like 10 yeah. years ago. Like now yeah. is not the time to do this. It's like at, at the, at the <laughs> like time my knees you're creak. like you're distracted. At the time you're distracted, so you're like, yeah, this is fine. Yeah. Like this is fine, you know. But then the next day you're like, fuck. Yeah, I've walked around Just limping a fair few times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hurt my ankle. My vagina's torn to shreds. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I have arthritis, so I'm always in pain. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, my hips hurt, but it's not from sick. It's just from the app, just from my old lady. But oh, Liam, he doesn't know if it's because of him or if it's because of your arthritis. <laughs> what are we doing next week? We've got. We we're not doing Anna anyone. Hang. We have Anna Huang on the podcast. We're talking about the Twisted series. Fuck yeah. So oh, excited yeah. to have Anna Ron. Me too. I don't know if I pronounce her surname correctly, Anna so Quang. if I haven't, please tell us. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've actually never heard it said out loud before with just going off reading it. So. Yeah. You'll find Maybe out we next should... week. Yeah. Yeah, we will. <laughs> 
So everybody, prepare yourself by reading the four twisted books. Um, I haven't read is, them, but I've heard amazing four? things. Yeah. yeah. Or are they like six? I thought four. they were six. Four. Oh, there's only four. Ah, yeah. I was like, man, I'm gonna have to read a book a day. But nah, no, I can now. read it over the weekend. <laughs> um, I feel like I have a right to get everybody's name wrong because everybody pronounces my name wrong. All right, Fair Georgia. <laughs> did i just hit a nerve i actually ha- i hate being called georgia, georgia because because georgia is just a name like it, it's not like your name that's been said wrong it's just a whole nother name like it just doesn't belong to me at all to be fair when know? i first met you i was calling you georgia i'm pretty sure i know the amount of yeah, times i had yeah. to correct you yeah, i was like because oh, no, it's not georgia and then you'd say georgia I and know. that's why I go, call me George, call me G. Call I me know. George. Now I know it's Georgia, but like at the beginning, because it's spelt differently. I've never seen Georgia before. Technically, yeah. it's not Georgia. It's Georgia. It's Georgia. Oh, for fucking cunt's sake. Still, <laughs> it's Georgia. <laughs> but it's, and I only know that because my mum only calls me Georgia when she's angry and she goes like, Georgia. <laughs> and that's it. That's the only reason why I know how my name is actually. My mother has never called me by my actual name. What does she call you? She calls me Ola, but that's not my name. What's your name? My name's Alexandra. Oh, it is. I knew that. That's your. I was about to say this is. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I've never gone by Alexandra. What? I fucking hate it. Do you have like? Do you, did your parents ever have like any weird nicknames for you when you were a kid or like now? Now, my dad, yeah. Mine do. My dad calls me yeah. um, Bethers. 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 <laughs> what about you, Ola? Mine are Polish, so they don't sound very good in English, wow. but in Polish they're quite cute. They're Olenka <laughs> and cute. Olusha. Oh, that makes you sound like a chubby baby. Yeah. Olusha. Olusha, yeah. I don't know, they're kind of cute. But my mum always used to call me Principesca. <laughs> what does it mean? Princess in Italian? Oh, oh no, that's cute. <laughs> I don't know Italian. What does it mean? It's well, I don't know Italian. It's explanatory. I thought it might be Princess something. Yeah, it's none, just of my, princess none of my nicknames something. growing up were like nice. Even now, like Liam's like pet name for me is Doofy, as in like short for Doofus. <laughs> so like we'll be in the supermarket oh sorry when i was growing up because my mum was like she's sort of like a bit of an old hippie she used to call me ginger moon or moon child or moonbeam cute and now sometimes she still calls me ginger which is so nice josh calls me you or ola Like, there's no sweet unless he really wants something or he's trying to be like really nice he'll be like babe or darling but that's rare like i know something <laughs> real fucking bad has happened if i get one of those i'm like what did you break who did you kill what are we doing like whose body am i burying today you <laughs> fucked up i know you did what do i have to fix g and dane exclusively only call each other sweetie i don't think I've, they never say each other's names yeah, or um, yeah, like if we if he calls me George or if I call him Dane, we're like, what? Why are you mad at me? What's wrong? I can't but deal we, with sweetie. That's one of the pet names that I can't. I can't do. We talk because we have Sadie, and Sadie's like, like the fucking dog. Like she's like our child. Ever since we got Sadie, we have started referring to ourselves and each other in third person as Mummy and Papa. Oh, God. Oh, I call Josh <laughs> Uncle Josh when the dogs are around. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like so, Uncle Josh. Yeah, is I'll be. Here. 
if say like I'll be like, "What are you doing, Papa?" <laughs> like he'll go, or he'll be like, "Go ask your mummy for that." Like if something's <laughs> bothering him, he'll be like, "Go talk to your mummy." Like, That's normal really though. I do that with the dogs <laughs> as well. I do that it's to Josh. I'm like, "Go see talk. Uncle Josh." I hate it, it. but we call him Uncle Yoshi. Oh, that's nice. Uncle Yoshi. Because in Polish, J is Y. So my mum calls him Yosh. (laughs) Insane. Liam refers to his cat. um, Like he calls me his uh, his cat's (laughs) stepmom. Who's the original mum? Well, because his mum, the cat's mum actually still lives on the property with them. Like, as in, like, like it's another like it's cat. cat. Like, it's oh, real cat mom. I was like, what <laughs> fucking weirdo Jerry Springer shit is going no. on? Like, <laughs> no, like, like, it's a Mormon shit. No, no, like, the, like, the lineage of cats are still all on the property. So, like, he actually has his, like, real cat mother in the house. So technically, <laughs> I am the stepmom. <laughs> it also implies that Liam is his real dad. I think we're just going to have to, like, wrap this bullshit conversation up because nobody gives a fuck. I might not even make it to the light of the episode. We'll find out. Probably. Probably not. Who knows? I'll ask you to edit out my sneeze and you'll be like, fuck you, Ola. Here's your sneeze on repeat. Yeah, don't ask me to do shit. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) When you get Betty to do what you want her to do is, like, a really intense reverse psychology. Please leave every sneeze that I've ever done in the podcast. And then she'll be like, fuck you. (laughs) Go on a tirade. Bye, guys. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Girls Who Read Porn. Follow us at Girls Who Read Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And for all business inquiries, please send us an email on girlswhoreadporn at gmail.com. Art created by Jessica Wanny and music made by Dane Forgy Stevens. See you next week and stay smutty, team. <laughs>